Hello and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug, and these are my acute mental neuroses. It's actually a substantial uh, list you cannot see, though not all of it horrible. Um, some of it's just socially horrible, uh, not so much mentally horrible. I'm just going to slam through this. Let's start off with I saw a woman cleaning up a broken glass thrown by a hobo. This is something that I think I had on deck for a social uh, contract asshole for no applause, just the clap. And um, I, I just, it, the way I wrote it initially was very confusing and I didn't remember what was going on. Uh, uh, it didn't spark my memory immediately when I saw like glass cleaning hobo woman or something. And uh, uh, I've kind of missed the opportunity to do it as a social contract for the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, I'll just talk about it on damn because, you know, it's kind of, you know, social contract asshole doesn't start and stop on one show. It's global or should be global, you know, uh, act locally, affect globally or, or some shit like that. Kind of like Biodome, but better. So basically this homeless guy was just taking a nap in a doorway by a train station. And uh, I guess I had my headphones in, so I didn't hear the total exchange. But I guess he had asked for some change. This guy was, uh, you know, said no, and I don't know how that guy said no. Could have been rude, could have been get a fucking job, could have been fuck you, you know, hobo dick cheese. I don't fucking know. Um, but it, it garnered that the guy walked away, um, and then the hobo threw a fucking bottle at him, uh, which did not get far, but hit the ground hard enough to smash the pieces. And it did that right in front of this woman who was young, probably idealistic, I would imagine, um, based on the exchange I actually did hear on this one. Um, because the minute the, the bottle broke, I quickly, like, took out my headphones and was like, what the fuck? Um, you could tell that it startled her when it happened right in front of her. It wasn't at her, but I could probably understand, like, that first, that, that first reaction of, like, why is there a hobo throwing glass in my way? Um, and I kind of waited to see what was going to happen um, or I was going to go pick up the glass myself but then she just very you know almost discreet like just started picking up the glass putting it in the trash um, and he just kind of stared at her the entire time there was no move to help her there was no thank you there was no I'm sorry and she said something like you know there are like better ways to do life I don't fucking you know and he was just like rah, 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 rah. and you could tell that if he had another bottle he might have just like rolled it at her because uh, he was a dick so social contract asshole you know don't litter the street with glass and expect people to fucking help you and then be an ingrate when they do since I'm kind of on a rant now uh, but I'm not going to talk about Dennis Miller I'm going to talk about Mark Marin. Uh this is a comedian who I've liked for a long time um, since my formative years watching um, when Comedy Central became a station when it was you know moved away from the Ha channel or the Ha network or whatever it was um and he was on Premium Blend, and he was on Two Drink Minimum, um, hosted by Jake Johansson. Uh, you know, my, my comedy roots go pretty far back in terms of influence, um, obviously, if I'm remembering shows like this. But I remember Mark Marin, and I, I remember kind of not quite getting him at the time, and he has since had a wonderful show um, on IFC that, you know, the second season ended uh, a couple weeks ago. You'll hear about, you know, you've heard about this on No Applause, Just the Clap, that Deb and I joked that Mark Marin is my spirit animal. It's been just pretty much a running gag until uh, la uh, uh, beginning of, of this week, or I think late last week, um, 
after I'd already recorded last week's episode, that Mark Marin came to me in a dream and gave me life advice. Holy fuck, Marin actually is my spirit animal. And it was a lot of probably stuff I already knew, and that was just the form my subconscious was taking. And going, like, look, it's okay, you're gonna get through this. You know, look at me, you know, two ex-wives, you know, you know, over a decade sober, like, you'll get through this, it's okay, like, you know, just keep doing what you're doing, living life, working hard, working towards something, being creative, um, you know, you have goals, you can reach them, and then, I don't know, something fucking totally dreamlike and weird happened, like, you know, my hands burst into, you know, spiders or something, um, and, uh, you know, my dick turned into a giant cartoon firework, I, I don't know, I'm making that shit up, so, um, but, you know, I woke up and was like, holy fuck. Totally told, had to tell Deb and go, hey, like, he actually gave me in a dream. He is my spirit animal. Everyone's got fucking bald eagles and wolves howling and, I don't know, fucking unicorns farting rainbows and shit. I have a cranky fucking comedian. Of course I would. Why wouldn't I? So Mark Marin spoke to me in a dream. He is my spirit animal. Let's keep going with stuff that just, you know, once again is, is frustrating and makes me, maybe not angry, but... It frustrates me um, that I talked last week um, about, you know, Love Watch 2014. Dun-dun-dun. Um, and that maybe there was a girl that liked me, and I, it was possible that I was just misreading, uh, misreading social cues. Guess what, folks? Once again, not a surprise. I misread the social cues. Um, she actually has a boyfriend, who she never mentioned until recently, uh, which is fine. I don't care. I hadn't built it up in my head like I've had with a soulmate girl that Deb built this whole thing up in my head. And then yesterday, I was talking to Deb, and I was like, well, maybe you could kind of nudge her if she's oblivious, um, or, or I'm thinking I might just ask her out, but I haven't gotten in my head about it, so it still seems like a good idea. And she goes... Yeah, no, I don't know about asking her out right now, you know, just kind of be yourself, don't overthink it, and I didn't have a chance to follow up with her and go, well, why do you think that? Um, you know, kind of give me a little bit of insight into this girl who's really fucking hard to read. But yesterday I was making her laugh, um, so I think, you know, if I'm not in the friend zone, um, then she just still doesn't know me very well, and, um... You know, I would like the opportunity to have kind of a one-on-one -on -one with her or, you know, a smaller group of people where we're not focused on trivia, where, you know, and I'm going to have that uh, in a couple weeks. We're going out for Deb's birthday for, for lunch, I think, or like an early dinner. So I'm hoping to, to you know, be able to socialize more with her uh, in that regard. Um, I'm trying not to come on too strong as well. Um, I'm going to be starting this drawing challenge on Facebook. Um that I'll, I guess I'll just explain it now since I explain more next week, but next week I'll have already started it, um, that I'm going to ask people on Facebook, what should I draw? And then I'll do a 45-minute just, you know, kind of detailed doodle of it and then, you know, take a picture and post it and say, you know, here you go. Um, I just want to get back in the drawing, not anything huge, not murals, but once again, like, it's just that zen art of just, you know, that, that, that you know, that sound of the graphite rubbing against the, the, the paper and the zen of just... You know, throwing in my headphones and just kind of losing myself in something for 45 minutes. It's fantastic. Um, I drew Deb a little uh, chibi Loki um, that I'm going to hang on to f uh, until I can give it to her on Saturday so it doesn't get uh, crumpled or wrinkled or folded. But I was like, you know, talking to Deb, and I was like, maybe I'll draw her a little link from Legend of Zelda. 
you know, maybe I'll do kind of an action adventure link. It'd be really neat. Um, and she goes, yeah, maybe you should, you know, not go overboard trying to get her attention. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, no, slow burn, subtle, I get it. And she goes, do you? And I'm like, no, um, because I'm really bad at that. Um, I get anxious. Um, you know, I'm socially awkward and socially, you know, uh, I get social anxiety anyway to tack on that, like, I'm kind of trying to get this girl's attention without being overbearing and, um, you know, over the top, it, it, it creates, you know, stress. Uh, finally, a fucking uh, acute mental neuroses on this show. It's been a couple weeks, right, guys? Yeah. Um, all both of you just kind of nodded, um, realizing that you probably haven't even realized that I haven't said anything neurotic in the last couple weeks except for that Googling flirting thing, which maybe wasn't... The act wasn't erotic, but the overthinking of it was. So there's that. Um, I guess I'll just keep going with Love Watch 2014. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know why I give it the uh, kind of evil, like... And you are the murderer, sir. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know why I do that. Um, as opposed to, like, the ominous tones of, you know, um, crime scene, scene of the crime. Wow, bam. Um, maybe I'll try to do the, like, you know, uh, I'll try to make a mouth sound of the uh, uh, Seinfeld bass, um, you know, sound effect. And be like, boom, boom. Um, or whatever the fuck that just was. I'm like, I had a stroke. No real movement, like you just heard. Like, I'm just kind of in this weird gray area where I don't know if I'm in the friend zone. If I'm in the friend zone, fine, fuck it. Like, let me move on. But, you know, I, I just, I don't know if I'm in my way. I don't know if, like, she's just oblivious and not receptive to what I'm throwing out there or if I'm not kind of throwing it out there enough. Um, so, I don't know. Um... I'm going to have to talk to Deb because she talks me down from these weird fucking neurotic fucking ledges I, you know, put myself out on and try not to jump from, you know, and, and speaking of, of, you know, not wanting to put myself out there too much, like, I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm, I'm, I'm not only just hungry for companionship uh, on, on a social and romantic, but I'm, I'm, I'm yearning for like a physical relationship as well. It's one of those, you know, a lot of my friends are married or in relationships, and I'm the one that's, like, get the kind of the fuck up and what's wrong with me. Well, I know what's wrong with me. I talk about it on a weekly fucking basis on the show. You know, and part of it is I don't really go out. I don't put myself in positions where I can meet new people. Um, I've had a series of kind of negative reinforcements to coming out of my shell. and But I, I kind of have this yearning for just a connection on some level any level um the list says something kind of horrible where it says yearning for flesh like i'm either gonna rape or eat somebody um i'm not i'm not gonna do either of those things you know i'm just i'm hungry for like a connection to have someone i can talk to and laugh with and make jokes and learn about and hold hands it's it's literally that simple the thing is you know there's a line from a comic called lazarus churchyard and it's a very powerful line I remember reading, and it's a, I think, believe it's the first line of the first issue where I think Lazarus Churchyard is just kind of slumped down an alley, and the line is, no one kisses me anymore. That's fucking depressing. I mean, it just, it, it sets up the character to a T within the, you know, the first page, the first panel. Um, but for me, it was a more powerful of, of a sentence because I'm just like, I know what that feels like, and I'm not a plastic cyborg immortal who just can't find love and die or, you know, is some kind of weird, um, fuck up. So 
um, like a cyberpunk fuck up. So, yeah, I, it's it's just rough. So that's that's a love watch twenty fourteen. Boom! Oh 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 yeah! If I do it with my mouth, I don't have to pay rights. Um, that's not wholly true. Um, lastly, um, and I haven't done anything kind of pop culture-y, um, in a while, um, outside of straight references, but I was thinking about this, uh, in the shower, where, now maybe I'm, I'm half wrong on this, uh, I'm willing to admit that. I don't know if the Autobots and Transformers are looking to just live in peace, or if they're looking to, like, destroy their mortal enemies, the Decepticons, but I'm fully aware that the Decepticons are trying to annihilate the Autobots. Now... Let's just assume that both are trying to eliminate each other for the sake of either world uh, galactic peace or galactic domination. Fine. They're both uh, sects. Um, they're both, um, you know, from... Uh, they're from Cybertron. Is it just me or are they fucking racist? I mean, they're, they're literally trying to ethnically cleanse through genocide their part of their population. Like... Has no one picked up on the really subtleness of that and the dark side of it? Um, or is it really just the Japanese going, you know, it'd be fucking cool if my car turned into a giant fucking robot, or you know what that fucking cool if that giant robot turned into a car? Like, but no one seems to notice that. I'm like, you know, because I, I imagine they're giant robots. It's completely fictional. I remember the cartoons, but I'm going, you know, oh, good guys versus bad guys. And I'm going, okay, now, in my adult life, the bad guys always think they're right. The bad guys think they're good guys, most of the time. Some people are just fucking horrible. Uh, they're just monsters. But if you watch a lot of movies, like, you do have kind of a sympathy, and I talked about this a couple weeks ago on No Applause, you do kind of have a sympathy for the bad guys that they're just, they're doing what they think is right or that what they think needs to be done to, uh, to, to solve the conflict in their own lives. But... The Decepticons Autobots, it's, 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 it's ethnic cleansing. I mean, it's, that's, that is what it is. And no one's fucking talking about it. Like, this isn't a fucking Coney fucking 2012. Like, this is a fucking Megatron 2014, man. Like, wake up, y'all. Like, fucking robots are killing robots just for being fucking different. Just for having a different fucking philosophy, man. Like, that's why the fucking... Horrible Puritans left England to come here and form their own puritanical fucking coast. But, but, like, you know, they were trying to escape persecution from the, you know, the, the Church of England. Like, the Autobots, like, are they on the run? Are they actually being persecuted? Why is no one talking about this? This is the kind of shit that makes me angry, that we're all turning a blind eye to the genocidal atrocities happening in the political sphere of Cybertron. And are they fighting over natural resources as well? I mean, that's, that's displacing a population of people. That's annexing. That's what Hitler did to Poland. And we talk about that, but we don't talk about this. Oh, no. Oh, no. So wake up, people. This is happening right outside your fucking... Uh, uh, neighborhood Cineplex and especially really big in China which I still don't quite fucking understand so I think we all now can understand how a, uh, uh, a cantankerous 
uh, 50-year-old comedy uh, uh, comedian would be my spirit guide. So, um, from Doug, uh, from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I am Doug, and from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been my neuroses. Oh, the neuroticism. Which is like, it's like Woody Allen stripping, that's like neurotic. Uh, good night, internet. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. Executive producers, Deb Barnett and Doug Nickberg. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and BACN Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!